Sadiq Khan is everybody's favourite mayor of London, and he has proven himself time and time again as the man to lead London through hard times. But actually, no, he hasn't. Actually, no, he hasn't. He is a clown. He's a foreign mm-hmm. clown in charge of our capital city who has turned it into a lawless hellhole. Now, Old London, stabby Sadiq, yeah. London was not my favourite place in the world before Sadiq was in charge. I think, in fact, I'd only visited it a few times when it was still under the charge of our grand leader, Boris Johnson, wherever Ooh. he may be right now. Hell, um, hopefully. And to be fair, a lot of the decline had started well before Sadiq had, become in, uh, had got in charge, but it has got worse exponentially worse since Sadiq Khan was in charge. And I think one of the ways that you can measure such things is by seeing the effectiveness of the police. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, every single time I see a video of the police come out of London, it is a joke. And that is what we'll be examining today. But before I go further, first I would like to draw everybody's attention to the website where we have a new episode of Brokenomics on there. This is episode 24, and I am shocked, shocked, I must say, that we're already at 24 episodes with Brokenomics. Mm-hmm. Dan has really just been steaming ahead with these, where he was asking, WTF happened in 1971? And uh, that should be very interesting, because I know... I'm sure it's, it's I'm sure it's a golden episode. I'm, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure this will reach the gold standard of mm-hmm. episodes of Brokenomics. Yeah, I'm I'm in no position to be telling dad jokes like that. I might be soon. So, um, carrying carrying on, um, yes, we've got new reports coming from London of what's going on, because London, if you've been there recently, is not a great place to be. I don't like it when I have been there recently. It's I felt an air of danger, thick mm-hmm. atmosphere of stabby danger in the air. And um, there are parts of London that are, are quite nice, and I have quite a few friends there. And although yes. I hate cities with a burning passion, you know, when I'm visiting, I treat it kind of like a Viking invader coming to Britain, in that I, I go there and just, you know, have fun and then leave. Well, the problem with London is that you're, you, I wouldn't classify you as one of the invaders. You're, I know, yeah. you're more like a returning cavalry force showing up to try and <laughs> That's break right. I, the Whenever siege. I turn up to London, I turn up on horseback. Um, very based. Very yeah. based indeed. Crusader but, helmet on. Sorry. But what Sadiq Khan is doing to alleviate a lot of the troubles that London has been experiencing is recruiting 500 new PCSOs, which are police community support officers. And that's just one of the measures to help rebuild confidence in our police service and in this lovely video that they are playing on this tweet, we can see the kinds of people who are being recruited, who seem to be predominantly foreigners and women. And now I'm not saying that those sorts of people cannot make good police officers. I'm just saying that, um, well, the the results show themselves, really, don't they? Well, yes. Um, I've spoken to quite a few um, police officers, both working and retired, and they've told me that actually it's very difficult to get um, ethnic minorities in particular in working for the police for, for many reasons. Um, one, they don't actually care that much about Britain. Two, um, they've got an act- actively negative view of the police because um, of the sort of, um, yeah, we hate the police because we identify as criminals well, sort of attitude. Given the ethnic enclaves that pop up all around London, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these people don't want to join the police mm-hmm. force, mainly because, well, I don't want to arrest my mates. Well, yeah, there is an element of that, and I think that certain people do get put off by the the, the notion that 
their friends would treat them differently if they were an enforcer of the law, but that doesn't really happen, to be honest. Certainly, and uh, I thought this was interesting because it kind of goes in line with something that Connor told me. Now, Connor does live in London, as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, and he will get area-specific adverts on his Spotify when he does listen to music. And he told me that one of the ones that he was getting was one for the recruitment of these PCSOs, where it was saying something along the lines of, I want to represent my community so they will have someone who looks like them protecting them. So it's all about the identity politics aspect of it. It's very very clearly not about the competence and the ability to actually police a community. I mean, that, that sounds like um, a slogan from the British National Party, doesn't it? But if applied to... To white You're allowed, people. The, the only people who aren't allowed to be, you know, in group preference are white people. So mm-hmm. that's just that's just how it goes. We shouldn't be shocked at the hypocrisy at this point. The well, hypocrisy yeah. is the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, alongside this, uh, Sadiq Khan has also been making some other noises, some other ridiculous noises, like saying that London needs more migrants. Can you guess why? Is it too white? I don't know. It's because uh, business leaders have told them that uh, immigrants give jobs and wealth and prosperity and uh, they've got a skill shortage. And a well, business leaders shortage. want more migrants because it pushes down wages because more <laughs> when there are more people, there is more demand for the jobs and therefore the employers can lower the wages because someone's going to accept it. And if you're from abroad and you're sending your money back home and it's just uh, basically you're here for a paying gig and leaving, well, it doesn't really matter so much that you're, you're not making good money by British standards because I accidentally did an American thing, British standards. I, I know, I'm very shamed. Um, and so they, they can work well below um, what we're willing to work and therefore it undermines the native population. This is just a, a truism of immigration full stop because this same thing goes on in America as well. And it's a massive problem. And also remember, it's always true, you get what you pay for mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And it, it, amusingly, in, when he was saying this, he also said that uh, uh, to, to prefix this whole uh, the, the statement, he said, park the social benefits to our city from migration, park the cultural benefits to our city. What are those? What are those? We've got more Indian restaurants. We've got more Chinese restaurants. We can go down the street and native English people can feel uh, a hostile atmosphere wherever they go. These are benefits. These are very good things. Then he also amusingly ended this whole thing by saying, because he says, oh, one of the reasons I can't bring in more migrants is because of the fact that the government won't let me. So he says, devolve to cities like London the powers to have a regional shortage occupation list so I can be in charge of deciding how many people come into London to help our economy. So with that statement, all I hear him saying is, make me king. I want to be king of London. I need to be a thousand year Sadiq Khan theocracy over London. Well, I'm all for city states, but yeah, not Sadiq Khan ruling them. Thank you very much. And just to highlight yet again that there are no social benefits from migration that I can see. There are no economic benefits from migration that I can see because if importing infinity foreigners into the country was going to fix the economy, surely it would have done so by now. If anything, it's got worse. Certainly seems to me. And let's take a look at one of those social and cultural benefits that we get from migrants. This is a very recent news story where migrants barricaded a London hotel after being denied private rooms. So they went from being housed in hotels elsewhere in the country where they each had a private room to themselves and then got put in London hotels where they Mm -hmm. had to share four or five to a single room. And Mm -hmm. these are people 
who came over on boats. These are could, illegal um, migrants. Scroll down on that image, John. I know this um, yep. article. I've read it already. It's it's a bunch. Um, I think there are other pictures as well from that that same thing. It's a bunch of fighting age men from countries that aren't at war. Um, I I don't know what else to say other than yeah, they're obviously lying. Why are we even humouring them? And um, we we should be arresting them, seizing their possessions, and sending them penniless. You say back all of these things, came. Josh, but any one of those could be in charge of. Uh, you could be under the scalpel of any of those men, giving you a liver transplant if you need. Is some that what it's called now? Is under the scalpel. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what we're going on about. Yeah, yeah. He's just giving you some emergency keyhole surgery. All right. Yeah, if if someone has to flee through through dinghy, asylum seeker or not, they're probably not going to be a, a doctor or lawyer, are they? And they're not going to be some sort of professional. I mean, we don't need more lawyers, I can tell you that. But um, maybe doctors. But we can just train our own. Yes. Impressive how that works, isn't it? It's amazing. It's almost like we're a fully developed country that has infrastructure for the time being. And over a thousand year of, uh, years of history, which, to be honest, let's be perfectly plain here the people coming into this country, the countries that they come from, will not have a thousand years of history. I mean, I can trace my ancestors back thousands of years, uh, and they've just abandoned their country. They don't have the same connection to their land that we do. They've, they've already so showed that they're not loyal because they left. Oh, well, perhaps we're just racist. I mean, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine if Britain, um, when the Germans attacked us, everyone just left. It's like, well, it's a war, I'm just going to flee. Well, British Isles would certainly be speaking German, maybe even the rest of Europe as well. I mean, the fact we stayed and fought is that, you know, we did it because we, we believed in the country. Mm. We, we cared about it and wanted to preserve it. Well, I mean, and people who don't do that, who don't stay and try and make it better, well, they're, not, in my mind, not good people. If you just, you're basically a mercenary, you're fleeing the land that you have a connection to for self-interested reasons. Well, presumably they don't have much of a connection to it if they're fleeing it. Well, yes. Uh, but even one of the people that they reference in this article, a 26-year-old from East Africa who crossed the channel on a small boat said they had been given private rooms in their hotel in Ilford. We are not kids. Everybody had a private room. We need a private room. Well, how do you live with four men? He said, you entered this country illegally. You have nothing to offer us but chaos and strife. The most you deserve is a cramped dinghy back to France, as far as I'm concerned. No one should have to deserve being sent to France, at least back where they came from. Okay, you should go back where you came from. How yeah, about I mean, that one? We're, we're not inhumane, Harry. <laughs> now, this isn't exclusive to London, but there is a bit of a shoplifting crisis going on right now, which of all, uh, of all places, The Guardian did a pretty decent article on. This is mainly referencing Manchester here, but this will tie back to London in a moment. So there's some interesting figures. So shop thefts have more than doubled in the past six years, reaching 8 million in 2022. Shoplifting offences recorded by the UK police remain more or less static over the past decade, about 300,000 each year. And uh, the gulf between these numbers and the 8 million incidents logged by research, uh, retailers suggests that not even 4% of shoplifting crimes are reported to the police. Prosecutions are plummeting in the year June 2022. Uh, in the year to June 2022, 21,279 people were prosecuted in England and Wales for shoplifting, down from 80,000 a decade later, uh, a decade earlier. There remains a perception among some retailers that some police forces do not regard shop theft as a real crime, particularly if it is under £200 in value, says the BRC's 2023 crime survey. A perception that nothing will happen is probably also held 
by the repeat offenders, the actual people stealing from these shops, who are a significant proportion of the total and who are willing to take the risk. There is a strong belief among some of them, by, uh, supported by ad hoc reports, that even if they appear in court multiple times, the sentence they will get will be so light that it won't make a difference. There have been some media reports of ordinary people ordinary people stealing because of the cost of living crisis. This idea is rejected by actual retail experts, including the Association of Convenience Stores, who represent th uh, 33,500 shops, regularly survey their members, and they think shoplifting rates are at their highest since they began collecting data in 2012. But contrary to media reports, the rise is not due to people stealing because they desperately need it for their families. You in don't. You don't need to steal if you're in, even in poverty, right? There are benefit systems, welfare systems in the UK. You get given so much of my stolen money that you can't whinge. And also, I take the American position on this, that if someone steals from you, you should be allowed to shoot them. That's my position on, on theft. I, also I, I imagine it would go down a lot as well. And it would be a good... If people are stealing, it's such a scummy crime that I think other crimes will go down as well because the, the people that, that go to shops and steal are utter vermin. It's almost like people respond to incentives. Yeah, it's quite remarkable, that. isn't it? So the this article spoke to the ACS's head of communications, the amusingly named Chris Noyce, who uh, highlighted Noice. a story <laughs> Sorry. Uh, about baby formula kept behind tills at some branches of co-op uh, that kept being stolen, uh, which was seized by various campaign groups as evidence. It was a cost of living crisis. Oh, it's, it's just innocent parents. They're having to steal baby formula to feed their children. <laughs> no, it's not, he says. It's actually stolen to sell on, whether it's in pubs or on Facebook. Typically, people are stealing food, stealing to fund their drug or alcohol habits, and organised crime groups are often involved too. There's yes. a further benefit to stealing baby formula, according to another retail expert, which is that it's used to cut and bulk drugs before they're sold. So all those people go, oh, think of the poor families. Think of the babies that are starving because their parents can't steal something that the government would probably provide to them if they just claimed benefits for it. No, you're, you're, you're just supporting drug dealers and criminals, which you probably know. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're an insane lefty supporting these kinds of things, you probably already know that these are the people that you actually support. You just don't want to admit it because it sounds I bad. also, this might be a bit callous and mean, but... If you have a child and then you can't afford to feed them, you're a, a terrible person in that, you know, you should be able to budget for that. And if you're making a child suffer because of your own failure to provide in a quite convenient and easy world to live in, that is the modern day, then what does that say about you as a person? A lot, I and would say. That's all fair to say, but once again, let's be honest, this is not the case this isn't no. what's this isn't what's going on but it's even, criminals shockingly, even the most charitable interpretation yes. of this is still wrong in my shockingly opinion. it's the criminals performing the criminal activities no I know. way hold your shock and relating this back to london a reader of the guardian read through this article and then just said oh yeah i get that that happens to me constantly i'm burnt out from dealing with shoplifters in our london store and this is really rather remarkable what they say here i work at a supermarket chain in one of london's richest boroughs. I've seen a massive increase in shoplifting and theft that I would describe as to order. We're seeing criminals, sorry, individuals, criminals, coming into the store with large bags and filling them up with high value items such as meat, alcohol, baby milk and beauty products and then leaving without paying. Somewhat similar, I would imagine, to those videos that we see from California shops in San Francisco where the shopkeepers just aren't able to do anything when youths and mizzies come in 
and uh, just fill themselves up with things. And Allow me leave. to, um, if, 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 if yeah, you can humour it, um, contextualise this. In, in lots of parts of rural England, people grow produce in their, their gardens, on their land, and perhaps at the end of their driveway, um, they'll have a little box and a little pot, and they'll put the, the fruit and veg in this box, and they'll have a pot with a, a little list of the prices of each item, and it requires an honour system. I've never seen that, at least in rural areas, ever be stolen. Me and neither. I mean, what, what's nice. in common with these rural areas that's different to cities? Hmm. And you can drive down the road and down a lovely country rural lane and pass by houses, and oftentimes you'll see them with those same boxes where they go, oh, um, free-range eggs mm -hmm. produced right here, and you can just go up, like you say, pop some money in, take some eggs, and it's really lovely. It's where, rural, and it helps mm. to build that high-trust community that we're always talking about. Where I grew up, um, in, in the pandemic, people were putting books at the end of their driveway to borrow so people had something to do, and they just expected people to bring them back. Oh, um, that's something where I'm from that you see often still. It, they don't use like little boxes at the end of the road. What you'll mm -hmm. do is they'll take old unused telephone boxes. I've seen that done as well. And they'll yeah. have loads of books in there. It's like a little public library that everybody can take from. You walk up, you put, you take one. If you want to buy it, you maybe leave 50p. If you don't want to buy it, you take it and then you just bring it back once you're done with it. This is what Britain could be if we didn't have mass immigration. And this is what Britain was before was, mass yeah. immigration. Interestingly, this uh, this little letter come, uh, carries on saying, I would say a large amount of this theft is from people who are going to sell the items on. Big shock. They know that there is a likelihood they are going to get stopped by staff or security, but many times they get away, and they know that there is little we can do. Can you guess when the police do get involved in this? Because the police don't come. The, the, the person wrote, writing this... Do they this, arrest the people stopping them stealing? That sounds about right well, these no, days. No, no, it's not even that they show up most of the time. Except, okay. for, except for a few circumstances. The few times that the police have gotten involved is because an individual has used racial or homophobic abuse <laughs> towards the staff. There you go. That just shows the absolute joke that the London police are. Sorry, your shop is being stolen. The society is falling all around of us. Mm -hmm. Ro Rome is on fire and falling. No, that doesn't affect me. Oh, someone said a naughty word at you. We'll be right there. Well, next time, if, if I ever have to call up the police and say there's a person in my home armed and, and they're going to be like, oh, we'll, we'll be there in a couple of hours. They just called me the N-word. We'll be there in five minutes. I mean, that, that is probably <laughs> what would happen. It shows the priorities are completely topsy-turvy on their head. Absolutely ridiculous. And then let's get on to the videos. Let's get on to the videos because there are just some hilarious videos mm -hmm. coming from London because... Even if you do say, oh, I've, I've just been called the N-word and a police officer shows up, we're probably going to get one of these stalwarts show up who are <laughs> struggling desperately. Two people to one very skinny young boy by the looks of it. I think he's a, a young man. A young, young man still. <laughs> You're not quite old enough yet to... I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. These people, they're struggling to... Like, look at how many police officers there are to two criminals failing to arrest them. It's, it's it, ridiculous. And I think the, um, the lady just doesn't have the upper body strength um, to restrain him. I think it should be the bloke on, uh, kind of on top of him, holding him well, back. He, and then the fact that this woman just intervenes, like she should immediately be arrested for doing that. But also, even if she, they did try to arrest her, I don't know if they'd do a particularly good job of it. I mean, this one went, this one went pretty viral, this video, because of what a joke... Mm -hmm. the police look like in it. Because once again, when they're hiring these foreigners as well, 
you're not going to be getting the cream of the crop of foreigners because, as you said, a lot of them aren't going to be willing to join the police force in the first place. So a lot of them that you're getting are these very skinny people who have no upper body strength, who have no weight behind them to be able to wrestle somebody to the ground and put cuffs on them, which is what we're seeing here. Because there are men involved in this, mm -hmm. but they seem to be as equally incompetent and weak as the women. Who are, Look at that. This, this is just He pathetic. got pushed over by a woman. This is stupid. Absolutely You're ridiculous. You're starting to turn into to Brian's mum from the life of Brian. <laughs> yeah. You're so shocked. And this is ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, let, let's see another one. Like, this is this is at least a few men and a, a, another group. Here's two men trying to arrest a single woman who is in a tracksuit and slippers mm -hmm. as well. You made uh, it sound like you, you were defining her by a relationship status there. A single look, look, woman. She, well, she runs off. <laughs> She so, didn't even a, try and she run. She loses a slipper as well. This is what the police in London look like. And everybody knows they're a joke. Mm. Everybody knows it. Everybody can see it. These videos always get, you know, hundreds of thousands of views whenever they go on Twitter. And Sadiq Khan sits around and goes, Yep, what we need is more migrants. That's my number one priority. We'll need 500 more completely useless people to stand around and pretend like they're keeping the peace. But what we need is more migrants. Number one priority. We've got more. There's always more from London. Police officer tries to arrest somebody, gets wrestled to the ground, gets wrestled to the ground and then beaten up by all of this guy's friends. Oh, that's... Nice bit of cultural enrichment there. What the yeah. Oh, what the, is going on? There's another police. The policewoman has oh. shown up, and uh, this is just slap fight. You can see her recoiling mm. from these people. They, they're not terrified at all. I mean, they're willing to just Filming film it. themselves. Oh, they they're going to put this up on TikTok later. For I, I feel I feel so so culturally enriched by this. I mean. This is just... This is, go to the next one. We could never live without this stuff. Here we go again. A man, uh, that, that man has stolen a phone and uh, throws it to his friend as he's being wrestled by a single police officer who's struggling to be able to do anything. Throws it to his friends and his friends just run off with it. And the police officer, we can't hear the audio, but uh, the police officer is there going, don't run away with that, come back here. Or, well, they won't. They don't have to. People mm -hmm. will film this and put it on social media. That's all that will happen. If we had some spine as a society, he should be able to elbow that guy in the face repeatedly so he's lying in a bloody mess and then run after the bloke um, who ran off with a phone. I can certainly see the utility in that. And we've got more. This is the kind of thing that you can just expect to see around London, which is uh, who do the police actually arrest? Who do the police really arrest? Why, it's normal people. And mm. they seem to be actually relatively competent at that. Mainly because, of course, the normal people don't think they're doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like when you get a just-stop-oil protest and somebody's sick of it and decides to rip up one of their banners, the police, oh, right on that one. Imagine if he'd called a, an F-slur as well at the same time. God, they'd have, they'd like, have beaten him to a bloody pulp, wouldn't they're they? They're like the environmentalists, like private security. They, they're just facilitating it, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, because English natives tend mm -hmm. to have manners and shame and things that migrants, some of these migrants, these criminal migrants, certainly don't seem to have because they mm -hmm. will just film themselves in the in, in, in the course of a failed arrest. Just attempt. creating evidence 
<laughs> against and, themselves. Well, they won't. It won't do anything, though, no, will it? Yeah. Uh, these people, because they have shame and they think that they're not doing anything wrong, tend to comply with the police. So it gives them the police a much easier job so that they can say, oh, I did something today. I upheld law and order. I helped annoying protesters hold everybody up and I arrested normal people trying to go about their day. Spectacular. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, I, I, I was forwarded this by... Binary Surfer, who said that this might be one of the reasons, which is the old McPherson report that happened after yeah. the Stephen Lawrence, which uh, the Stephen Lawrence incident, which if you're not aware of it, basically a black man was killed by people in London. I think it was a, a white group of people who killed him. Obviously a terrible thing to happen. And as far as I can tell, there wasn't really anything too racially motivated behind mm. it. But the McPherson report came out the other end of it and said that actually it was completely racially motivated. And not only that, but the police were institutionally racist. And so it kind of flipped things on its head and meant that if you're a police officer in London, all of a sudden, if you did anything that wasn't directly in the benefit of minority groups, then the, you're the police are so racist that they won't even touch black criminals. They won't even arrest them. It's only white people they'll touch and, and uh, take into their custody. Uh, just that racist. I mean, they will They're... occasionally try. They will occasionally try to arrest black criminals and minority criminals. Just very criminals. dispassionately. They yeah. just—they're just terrible at it. Well, I think um, the, the the whole George Floyd thing put the fear of God into the police it, unjustly. I think in that you know I think Chauvin did nothing wrong, and uh, he was thrown under the bus. But they're terrified of people videoing them being seen to brutally um, administer kind of, justice. Yes. Do the things that are necessary, someone. let's mm -hmm. be honest, if you want to administer justice and maintain peace in a multi-ethnic city. Because in those situations, you're going to have distrust, you're going to have people who are from opposing groups who aren't going to like each other, this will create problems in society, you do need to come down a little bit harder if you want to actually maintain any semblance of order in that situation. And because yes. of things like the McPherson report, they're just unwilling to do so because otherwise they'll be labelled institutionally racist. And if you know that there's one thing that our society cannot stand right now, it's it's murder is relatively acceptable. Theft, that's absolutely fine. It's being a bigot. That's the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of humanity. I can't believe you would say that. You're a mm -hmm. terrible person, etc., etc. Yeah, uh, I mean, murder, famine, pestilence. I mean, the four horsemen got nothing on the fifth horseman racism mm -hmm. <laughs> he's the, he's the chariot he's the the, the four horsemen he's the mm -hmm. chariot whipping all of them on a rainbow horse i imagine oh yeah certainly unicorn maybe and uh, i mean this this has been going on for a while sadiq khan closed half of the london police stations back in 2017 to uh, save on the budget he still had plenty of budget left over to paint all of the mm -hmm. zebra crossings rainbow there is something that was drawn to my attention by uh, one of the uh, uh, undercover police officers I interviewed, he said that there are still the same number of police departments throughout the country. Oh, yes. Um, but there are much fewer police. So what we've got is more bureaucrats to on-the-ground police as a ratio than we had before. Lovely. Wonderful. And elsewhere in the country, because once again, this is not just somewhere something that is specific to London, although London is a particular hive of it. Elsewhere in the country, we've got videos like this coming out. This was back in lockdown where a bunch of Pakistani immigrants were playing cricket in a field when they should have been locked down at home. Police officer comes to try and tell them to go home. And uh, the police officer has his bicycle stolen and they all film oh, lovely. it. 
So not not saying that I support the laws that this police officer was trying to administer, the stay-at-home mm. orders, but it, it it is a pretty pathetic showing. I also don't support people stealing other people's bikes. Uh, I know, controversial. I, I know. And I'm going to get called racist for that. I and imagine. then as another example of the kind of uh, enrichment we get, this is a tiny little t- uh, village called Banbury. Which I've heard uh, of it, yeah. Seems like a very nice place from when I've looked into it, but we had some... Uh, some there you go oh, yeah, right lovely. there a machete some people just wandering about with machetes I like how he had a really daylight. smug like hello there look on his face yeah, police nowhere to be seen this is what England has come to London is a particularly bad example and Sadiq Khan should be tried mm-hmm. that was next door to a Warhammer shop I think so that could have been Carl being the victim of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been go. any one of us if you appreciated that segment from the podcast of the Lotus Eaters, you can go to lotuseaters.com to get access to all the premium content that's on the site, such as the Symposium series, this episode on debating secular ethics. If you'd like to find out what else is being put out, you can follow on Getter at lotuseaters underscore com on Getter. Thank you and goodbye.